Good morning. Got good news for you. In a year from now, I have, I have arranged where all of us will make an attempt to scale Mount Everest in Nepal. All right? We're all going to go. We're all going to go. Does that sound novel? Who's in? I know my son's already in. There's some people in. I heard Rob say no way. Who said no? That was Larry said no way. We'll pray for you. We'll be at base camp, Katmandu. You ever felt like, if you've ever spoken before, if you ever shared the things of the Lord, you ever felt like God's just given you something that you, you got to share? You know, and I, I want to do that. So it's a little off kilter, but I sat here the whole time during worship, hardly sang, and I'm just like, God, do you want me to say this? Uh, I have probably had the best time with the Lord the past couple weeks that I've had in a number of years. And one thing that's came out of it for me, I was sharing this with my son yesterday, is I think most of my Christian life, I've been a good Boy Scout. I've done the right things. I know what the right things are to do. I'm not saying I'm perfect. You all know me. No, that's not the case. I'm not... I'm not saying that I am the best anything. But I've become more and more convinced that my Christianity was based. Now here, let me, let me step aside for a second. I, am no, I had no issues with justification by faith that Jesus saved on no works of my own. I had no issues with that. I come in both hands and say yes to and I say amen to. But in the area of sanctification, in that, in that place where we pursue holiness, and God is doing 100% and we're pursuing, I feel like a lot of times I was doing it to show God that I'm a good Boy Scout or that I'm a good soldier. And I, and it, and it came out of this, this reading I've been doing, and, and, and I don't want to get into it too much, but Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, and, and, and he was like, You're, you do these things, you do these outward things, and I know what they did. And I go, I would never do that. And the truth is, I've got the 21st century Pharisaical spirit that has resided in me. The, I'm just going to put my head down, I'm going to do, and I'm going to do, and I'm going to do, and I'm going to do the right thing, I'm going to say the right thing, and please don't hear, it wasn't all that. But what I found was that just like justification, it is absolutely impossible for me to become more holy, more like Jesus Christ. It is impossible for me to do. 
So if I were, we were to go as a group and we were to go to Everest next year and we were to sit on our couches all year and we were to eat Fritos and we were to chew, knock down Coca-Colas and Big Gulps and we were not to walk and we were not to carry weight and we were not to eat healthy and we were not to do anything and we we're just going to keep doing it, trusting that God's going to do something, we would have a rude awakening. We wouldn't even reach the first base camp as a group. Some of you go, no, I, I can gut it out. And I'm like, yeah, you probably can. Some. I'm not in that group anymore. I used to be. But we say, as a church, as Christians, if you call yourself Christians this morning, we say that God is sovereign. We say that God is over all of creation. We say that God is good. We say that all things of his are good. And we tend, and I, you just put it on me if you want, to do things out of our own strength, out of our own efforts, and we come up wanting. We come up lacking at times. You ever been dry? Just come up, you know, even just going, God, are you there? Have you ever had that moment? There's one, two, thank you. We just go, God, are you there? And I believe that as a church, he is taking us to a place where we cannot do it. We cannot go to the top of Everest. We need oxygen. We need uh, to train. We need to get together. We need to be the body. Many parts, but one body, right? Scripture teaches that. Many parts, but one body. Not scattered about, not Frito-eating, not Pringles-chomping Christians, and if you eat those things, I'm not picking on you. <laughs> Intentionally. <laughs> but I, I was stunned in, in a, a book called Divine Conspiracy. I know there's at least one other person that's reading it. I'm, I'm on my third and a half time of reading it. And, and he said something that just gripped me. I've made a big deal about Jesus being on the cross and made a big deal about him looking down and saying, Father, forgive them. They, not know, what they, they know not what they do. In my mind, that was a big deal. That's the Boy Scout. That is the chief scout leader. But he said this, that was easy for Jesus. Forgiving his enemies was easy for Jesus. What would be hard for Jesus is to have a spirit of contempt and anger and bitterness. That would have been impossible. So I believe that God is calling us to climb Everest spiritually this year. Are you with me? You're going to die. 
Not physically, necessarily. I mean, I'm the first one that could go. But you know. It's like, this is great news. You're going to die. But that journey will cause you to die to self and be able to say, I can't do this anymore. I am relying on the Father. God, what would you have me to do? God, what are you asking of me? God, I am even now, brace yourselves, I am praying for patience. Really praying for it. Driving, I'm praying for it. I could go on a rant about how people drive. But God has called us to have an agape love for this world that none of us can manufacture. I think I've tried to manufacture it. And God has told me, Eric, there's not an ounce of you that can produce that agape love that only comes from the Father. Only then will you be able to look without contempt and anger at your enemies and say, Father, forgive them. Only then when situations come, like James says, the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. Our series is called Life Together, and I have been given a lot of thought to what it will take for us as believers to legitimately do life together. Not get into a group and confess our woes and, and just sort of encourage each other sort of lamely. And I'm not saying that we do that all the time, but I'm saying coming together with the kingdom in mind, with that God has called, God who created us, we, if we believe that, and he's given us a plan, if you believe that, he has called us to come together and build his kingdom here. To have agape love here, not to wait till we get to heaven, not to punt and just wait and bide our time, but he has called for it here. He's called us to love our spouses with agape love. I cannot manufacture that. I think I've tried. And I think there have been times when my wife can say, I know where you have tried, and I just, I know that you're trying but you're not doing it. This is not a point of condemnation. This is a point of truth that's been spoken to my heart, and I just stand for you as a witness to somebody who does not want to live that way anymore. I would rather just disappear than live that way anymore. Now, in life together... If we were to go to Nepal and, or China and climb Mount Everest, 
It would take concerted effort. It would take teamwork. It would take encouragement. It would take prayer. And it would take oxygen for 99.9% of us. And I believe it would take a guide. And God's word says our guide is the Holy Spirit. If you would fast forward, please, uh, to... um, John 16, verse, please. I still have many things to say to you, Jesus speaking, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak of his, on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. God has given us a guide to climb the mountaintop. He has given us a guide. He has said the Holy Spirit is your guide. He knows the terrain. He has contact with the Father. He will guide you every step, and he has promised to have him speak to us, to have him encourage us if we would but seek him out. And I believe that as a church, that we have to be a people that seek out the Spirit of God, that are inspired by the Spirit of God, and are encouraged and motivated by the Word of God. And they work together to form and give us strength and give us guidance that we need in order to climb the mountain. Now, who's ever climbed a mountain before? You ever climbed a mountain? Yeah. If, if you've done a real one, I'm not talking like going to the Moose Lodge out of Salisbury sledding. That's not the kind of mountain I'm talking. That's not a mountain. But if you ever climbed a mountain, you will know that the journey, if it's the first time you've climbed it and it's a long journey, you think that you're always coming to the end and you don't. Oh, there's the hilltop. Thank you, Jesus. I see it coming. Nope. Just keeps disappearing. But we have a guide, if you would, a Sherpa. We have the Holy Spirit that knows the terrain, will navigate us, and will always point to the Father that you and I can trust in. That's what he's given us. Now, going to 1 Corinthians 2. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world... But the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Freely given, it means God, the Holy Spirit, will give us things freely. And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, not taught by Boy Scouts, but taught by who? The Spirit. Interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. Now, I, 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 if I could change the phrasing here, I would. In other places, they would. At the end, it says, to those who are spiritual. I'm going to add to it, though, to those who are seeking the voice of God. To those who are really letting go and saying, God, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. In the Gospels, it talks about casting pearls before the swine. So all that to say, and I I have a lot more that I could say, but I'm not going to do it. I want us to be interactive right now. 
And I'm gonna give you some. If you would open your bulletins, inside your bulletin, you should see a smaller version of this. And if you did not get a bulletin, do we have extras here? Um, Hunter, would you just go and pass some of these out if people don't have it? If you don't have one, I want you to just raise your hand and he'll, he'll give you one of these. I'll introduce it as he's passing it out. It'll look like this. It's called SOAP, S-O-A-P. Wayne Cordero created this. And it is a method, if you would, of studying scripture. Now, I am working on a a presupposition that we have done a good job of knowing scripture in our head. You know what I'm saying? Some of you, I mean, some of us here would be like, oh, I can name this, I can name that, I can do this, I can, it's all up here. But actually doing scripture, living it out is the challenge. So we talk about head, heart, hands here. The hand part of actually doing not what we think is right, not being a good Boy Scout, but what the Spirit of God is telling us. So in SOAP, you can take a scripture. So go back to the the first scripture, the John scripture, please. You can take a, a piece of scripture and... You can read a chapter. I wouldn't go much more than a chapter. And before, as you pray, you pray that, God, would you give me a verse from that that speaks to me? And you write it down. So as you pray, you spend some time with the Lord. You read, you're prayerfully reading now, not to get a a bit of information, but you're reading to be guided by the Spirit of God, and he'll land you on a verse or two. Don't get much more than that. And then you write it down. So under Scripture, you write whatever verse that is down there, and you just write it. Then... You observe that verse. You read it a few times. You ask the Spirit, what are you teaching me here? Then, and that's the observation, so you write down some observations. So I'm going to read you an old one that I've done. It was, um, it was from, I think, Numbers, but the verse I wrote was this, and it's applicable to what I shared with you earlier. That's why I pulled it out. But now our strength is dried up, and there is nothing at all but this manna to look at. Remember the Israelites? The man has come down from heaven. I'm dried up. And there's nothing at all but this man to look at. There's nothing but this to look at anymore. I'm all dried up and I'm tired of this. I'm not saying I'm tired of it. Just you hear that now. My observation, so I wrote that verse down. But now our strength is dried up and there is nothing at all but this man to look at. This is for me, it's not for you, just what I wrote. Observation. So under the O of soap, I wrote, doing things in my own strength has not worked. Exclamation point. God's provision is always before us. Observation. Being dried out is a potential hazard for a Christian. Observation. Any amens in that? No? Y'all good. Y'all should be teaching me. Fourth observation. God's word can be looked at with apathy and resistance. 
Apathy and resistance. Me. Not you. So I prayed some more. This is what I observed that the verse was saying, that it was just, I observed things from it. I wasn't trying to be theologically, you know, do all that stuff right. I was just observing. Application. So again, you get to a point, S-O, you write the scripture down, you observe what the verse says, and then you get to application. I or we cannot do the work of ministry on our own. I must continually collect the manna of the word. The oil of the spirit will help me from getting dried out. I should say will keep me, but that's just how I word it then. People become what we are, not what we teach. I need to become an abider instead of a doer. Finally, the old song, not old for some of you, but God is my strength when I am weak. He is the treasure that I seek. He is my all in all. Then prayer. So you go through all that, and this doesn't take as long as it sounds. Prayer. You write a prayer out to whatever God is speaking to you. My prayer. God, I am tired of being reliant on my own strength. Thank you for beginning the healing process from deep fatigue and drought. Thank you, Jesus, for holding on tightly and being my anchor in the midst of the storm. Help me to be the under-shepherd you have designed me to be by your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. So my encouragement to you, what I would really, like, we can do a lot of things here. I could teach, I could, I could open, unpack those verses, but if you don't have some way to connect with the Spirit of God, and maybe you've just been drudging away at a, at a Bible study that's just sort of more information. And I'm not saying Bible studies are bad. Please don't hear that. But maybe you want to sense a connection and hear from God. This is a great tool to use. This is a wonderful tool to use. So uh, if you would, if everyone, did everyone get one of these, right? There should be some pens there. I've got some extras. And if you need a book to write on, we're going to be quiet and do a little hands thing. Do you want to need a pen? Pens, anybody? Wow, y'all that prepared? Oh, good. Here you go. There should be some in the front. Can you pass these down, please, Bridget? Anyone else? Anyone got pens? Pens, pens, pens? Y'all prepared bunch. Go back to that first verse, please. One, the, the, the previous one's good. All right. So I'm just picking this. We're going to be quiet for a minute. And I'm going to pray. This is how we're going to do it. I'm just going to pray that God would guide you and pick out a phrase or just pick out and write down a piece of this verse or all of it and just write it down under Scripture. So let's just bow our heads together. Dear Lord, I pray that you would, by your Spirit, 
Just help us to gain not just knowledge, but Lord, that we would hear your voice and that your word would be true manna for us. Lord, and that it would guide us as a church as we climb the mountain. In Jesus' name, amen. Start writing whatever piece of that scripture down. If you pick that piece, then just begin to go into the O part. Observe what, just some statements from that that you think are true. The observation part. And if you've observed something, then write down an application. It can be just one, one line. How can you apply this realistically in your life right now? This takes intentionality. It takes guidance from the Spirit to do. Then just write a verse, just one or one line of prayer, one or a couple lines of prayer about that, asking God for help, telling him 
maybe even that you've tried and you've given up trying or whatever it is, what's he saying to you? Now the little bit of a challenge. Anyone willing just to stand up and say what God's given them? Beth? Yeah, just because. I don't know. Is he? Mike, Mike, man. I still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now. Um, And then my observation was uh, he's the source of all revelation and that he's a progressive revelation God in addition to leaving us his word. In the application, I wrote down, seek him for his guidance, trusting that things will be revealed as needed or necessary in his timing. And then the prayer I wrote, Dear Lord, help me to seek your guidance more often on a daily basis. Help me to trust in your timing. Help me to understand what you're showing and teaching me. Amen. Amen. Really good. Excellent. Someone else? We're not going to sit here all day. but um, I concentrated on the same part of the verse that I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. And the observation I have is just that um, he knows what I'm going through and he knows he's revealed to me what I can bear and he has so much more to reveal to me. And the acceptance part is that I need, I I don't have my eyeglasses, I need to rest through the turmoil that I'm going through right now and trust that he has this in his hand truly and that I will hear his voice along the way and I need to trust that. And the prayer I wrote is, God, I thank you. And as in the past, I give my children over to you that you've given me to raise because they are yours truly. You love them more than me and you know what's best for them. And that... I thank you for the time that I've had with them, and I thank you for guiding me to raise them, but I know that you have their best at heart. Thank you. So just, you can take this, and we'll send it out via an email. We'll print out some for you at church, and you can put it in a three-hole binder, and you've got a ready-made journal. And then you can just go back and look and see where God has taken you. See where things just seem so dark and empty and then he provided and, and, and walk. It's almost like reading the Psalms. This is my life of the Psalms. It's dark, it's dry, it's unbearable, but God, I'm gonna place my trust in you.
And then all of a sudden, it's like, my joy has come in the morning. You know, all things are new, and those are the cycles that we have. Those are the things that we go into. So I pray that if you don't already have something that is guiding you, that this tool can be something that you will use and and see progress, not in doing the Boy Scout thing, not checking off a list, but knowing that the Holy Spirit is guiding you. There's a quote by Oswald Chambers up here um, that I read. Thou art the God of the early mornings, that's for me, the God of the late at nights, that's for my wife, the God of the mountain peaks and the God of the sea, but my God, my soul has further horizons than early mornings, deeper darkness than the nights of earth, higher peaks than any mountain peaks, greater depths than any sea in nature. Thou who art the God of all these, be my God. I cannot reach to the heights or to the depths. There are motives I cannot trace, dreams I cannot get at. My God, search me out. I think Chambers knew what it was like to be on the mountaintop and what it was like to be in the darkness of the valley and his communication to us is to abide and seek after the Lord and do what he says. Don't just do what's right. Do what the Spirit says. And then... I don't know why I'm doing this. (laughs) I just realized the absurdity of that. I'm sorry. And then we go through the ups and downs open-handed. God, these are yours. All good things come from above and proceed from the Father of lights. And in the darkness, God, for in this time of trouble, you will hide me. In your secret place, you'll set my feet upon a rock. Though you slay me, yet will I serve you. This doing life together is not Eric preaching a sermon, you all being a part of a life group. It's pieces of it. But doing life together means that each of us have a part in seeking after the things of God, being in tune to him, and being Jesus to those around us. That is the kingdom that Jesus talked about. That is what we are pursuing here. We're going to use methods, we're going to use tools, we're going to use processes. But if you and I aren't connecting to the Holy Spirit and being surrendered to and obedient. Surrender's like, I quit trying. Obedience says, I'm going to start doing what you've called me to do. Then I think his people will hear from him and will see great and wondrous things. And like the book of Acts, they get together, they, they listen to the teaching, they broke bread, they prayed, they prayed prison doors to open up. And they did. And thousands came to know Jesus Christ. Folks, that's my heart for this church. But it starts here. 
starts there, and it doesn't end when we go out that door. It continues when the darts of life come, and you say, no, God, I trust you. I can't control a stinking thing. There's something about the older that you get, the more you realize it. I don't know. Is that, I mean, some of y'all gray beards, you get it, right? You can't control a thing. God doesn't want you to. He just wants you to trust him and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And it's not doing a Boy Scout routine. It's not being a good soldier. It's not being a, a woman of faith. And I'm not picking on any of those things. It's not being a, a um, promise keeper. It's being a son and daughter of the Most High God that has ransomed you and paid the price that you may have eternal life here, that you would have and bring the kingdom here, that you would abide here and have new life. Let's pray together. Have you been a good boy or girl scout? If your heads are bowed and, all right, amen, thank you. I want to tell you that there's not a penalty to be paid for having done that. There is but freedom to be gained. That God said he will break the chains of our hypocrisy, of our duty, and that we will delight in him.